0: Welcome to this episode of the Revolution and Ideology Podcast. This time we're experimenting with a new format. We're calling them micro-episodes. So we're going to keep them short. Our goal is to be about 10 minutes, uh, but anywhere from 5 to 20 minutes. And they're just going to be incredibly short episodes covering topics and terms and concepts and theories and people that we think are influential, that have changed the way that we view the world and uh, we think that we want to get out to our listeners in a format that's a much more short form and easily digestible. Uh, this particular episode will also have a corresponding video on our YouTube channel with visuals. So if you're listening to this on a podcast app right now, and you want to have some visuals that go along with the audio, you can flip over to our YouTube channel, just Google revolution and ideology, and you can watch the short video there. Uh, but here we go. This is false generosity. In his incredibly popular 1968 book, Pedagogy of the Oppressed, Brazilian educator and author Paulo Freire discusses the concept of false generosity. He writes, "...the oppressors who oppress, exploit, and rape by virtue of their power cannot find in this power the strength to liberate either the oppressed or themselves. Only power that springs from the weakness of the oppressed will be sufficiently strong to free both." Any attempt to soften the power of the oppressor, in deference to the weakness of the oppressed, almost always manifests itself in the form of false generosity. Indeed, the attempt never goes beyond this. False generosity is charity which targets the symptoms of an unjust society. Examples include donating to shelters for the homeless or creating a foundation to eradicate malaria false generosity isn't false because it doesn't help people, it can and often does save lives. Rather, it's false because by addressing symptoms rather than underlying causes, it functions to maintain oppression. In contrast, Friere says, true generosity consists precisely in fighting to destroy the causes which nourish false generosity. Further, where false charity constrains the fearful and subdued, the rejects of life, to extend their trembling hands, true generosity lies in striving so that these hands, whether of individuals or entire peoples, need to be extended less and less in supplication, so that more and more they become human hands, which work and working transform the world. False generosity maintains oppression. It maintains the reliance of the oppressed on the oppressor. It is dehumanizing. True generosity attempts to create the conditions for liberation. The oppressor feels good about their false generosity, so they're motivated to sustain the system in which their false generosity is necessary. And their generosity itself functions to do this. Freire writes further, A psychoanalysis of oppressive action might reveal the false generosity of the oppressor as a dimension of the latter's sense of guilt. With this false generosity, he attempts not only to preserve an unjust and necrophilic order, but to buy peace for himself. This is why billionaires create non-profit organizations through which to funnel their money, organizations which they fully control. They must be sure that not a single cent is allocated to true generosity, This is why Elon Musk is eager to donate $1 million to the Team Trees campaign. This generosity does nothing to threaten the systems of oppression from which he profits. In fact, it functions to perpetuate them. Donating to climate causes is a safe but false generosity for billionaires. They need a healthy climate so they may continue its exploitation, and so those which they oppress may survive, and may continue to rely on them. False generosity, charity to alleviate the symptoms of exploitation, will never be a long-term solution. Only true generosity poses a real threat to the oppressive systems. And we must understand that the wealthy elite have no interest in truly dismantling the exploitative systems from which they benefit. True generosity would seek to eliminate exploitative labor relations. It would seek to eradicate systems of production and distribution that rely on the destruction of the environment. It would seek to liberate and to ensure the survival of all living beings. It would be inherently anti-capitalist. As just one example, Bill Gates' stunt at the TED conference in 2009 is now well known. He released a jar full of mosquitoes into the audience and said, There's no reason only poor people should have to experience this. While the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation makes undeniable progress towards the eradication of malaria, it does nothing to threaten the perpetuation of a social order in which access to basic health care is so drastically unequal. The Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation saves lives. No one questions that, but it is false generosity, and as such, it will never be a long-term solution to an unjust social order. Bill's words themselves are revealing. Upon releasing the mosquitoes, he said, there's no reason only poor people should experience this. And the efforts of his foundation focus on the elimination of the experience rather than the poverty itself. It's time we stopped celebrating billionaire philanthropy in terms of the quantity of wealth they donate and instead scrutinize the quality of their donations. It doesn't matter whether they donate $10 billion or $1. What matters in Friere's term is whether their generosity is true or false. That does it for the first micro episode of the Revolution and Ideology podcast. Let us know what you thought. Send us a comment on YouTube or give us a tweet on Twitter. We are at Rev and Ideology. You can find us online at revolutionandideology.com. You can also shoot us an email, hello at revolutionandideology.com, or send us a message on Patreon. We read those immediately as well. So that does it. I'm Nick, and I'll talk to you next time.